Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick, Sam Kegovich. Amongst all the doom and gloom in sport, there was a feel-good story on the weekend and it happened in Brisbane. Wasn't it good to see Ash McGrath playing yeah. his 200th game, slotted through at the most critical stages on the belt to the most unlikely victory you've ever seen? One of the greatest wins, except if you were like me and took Geelong in the last leg of your multi. Ditto. Only me, mate, seriously. Only I could manage to do that. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Ash. But Thank it you, got Ashley. worse. What happened? I took Rafa in the first round of Wimbledon as another multi. I the love message the is clear. Don't bet. No, the message is clear. Bet with sportingbet.com.au. Tonight on the show, Mickey's out in his ear. Origin 2 is here. Tippett's back, but there was no cheer. And Joe says he took some gear. Honesty, the best policy. Plus, we play our new favourite game called Something or Nothing, and ESPN's Greg Groudon is along to give us the lowdown on the Wallabies and Lions. And it's all brought to you, of course, by sportingbet.com.au. But we start with uh, the croquet, and just two weeks out from the Ashes, Australia has gone and sacked coach Mickey Arthur and replaced him with Darren Lehman. Mm. How is this going to impact on what already looks like a doomed Ashes campaign? And I've got to say, Michael Clark's press conference, when he uh, fronted the media, said... Oh, it was a decision by Cricket Australia. I'm the captain. I had nothing to do with it. it was rubbish. He should have handled himself a well, little bit better. Well, you can only speculate what the outcome's going to be, but if you, just, if you thought up till now that they're rudderless, divided and heading for oblivion, well, you just keep your fingers crossed they might turn around. It might be like the <coughs> AFL or the NRL when they sack a coach, what did I they tell win you, the next game. What did I tell you 18 months ago? I had no idea. The single most toxic element in our game... Money. It's come brought to bear, and that is that 2020 cricket. Oh. That mosh pit of sex, drugs and rock and roll over in the subcontinent. That our Australian cricket board, and you listen to me intently, that's got nothing to do with the coach, Mickey Arthur, or the players. It's James Sutherland and the ACB Correct. who bent over so willingly and so Pat meekly Howell. that now they're paying the ultimate price and they're trying to find a scapegoat. Instead of not compromising their position, the players are running the asylum. And the, that's where it's all wrong. The lunatics are running this. Oh, well, the lunatics. Well, what are the players? Mate, you were going so well until you got that mixed up. Well, OK, I don't <laughs> care. But the reality is the re it's that toxic element called I 2020. Agree. State of Origin 2 is tomorrow night. <laughs> New South Wales has plenty of distractions. Queensland has made a couple of changes. They're whinging, as they we would expect. Simple question. Will the Maroons level the series or not? Good, good. They'll level the series. How? Because they're a better side they're in Queensland. They're too fat, old and slow. Who? Queensland. Queensland. No, they're not. Even Mel Meninga's admitted that. He's dropped the front row. So no, we're outsmarted last he game. He was admitting that when he was behind the bar before he got kicked out of the pub. I forgot that one. Sorry, <laughs> Mel. Now, um, you better apologise to Mel. doesn't take that kindly. Well, he did get kicked out of the pub. I didn't no, get... No, he never. He was just told, would you please leave? Oh, OK. Sorry, Mel, if that's yeah, the case. Yeah, 1 o'clock in the morning. I think that... It will be levelled up. New South Wales have a bad record in Queensland. I don't like this whole offside jibber-jabber that's been going on. Yeah, what about on? that inside yeah, the 10 and outside please. the 10 and the mark of standing wide? all the time. But, look, Queensland, they will win at home and then it'll all come down to the final test so. in New I South think Wales. I think, I think Laurie Daly's outsmarted them. I think he realised all that brunt and brawn and grunt and taking the ball up... He's got a bit of uh, lateral movement, a lot of pace, speed and dexterity. And now 
the uh, the cockroaches have got no idea what to do. I think they're in a total state of uh, being adult. Unfortunately, New South Wales are the cockroaches. Well, they mean the cockroaches. You know what I meant. The cane toads. The cane toads. Yeah, but sorry. I knew what you meant, but most of our million-plus audience probably ah, didn't. Ah, million-plus. You've had the figures released. Right around the world. <laughs> we go everywhere. Uh, no, I think Queensland will win. I, I hope New South Wales wins. You I think of like... any retribution to Paul Gallon? I see they got that mate of yours, in. Josh Papali, will he, good uh, mate of mine. Will he Bushka. be set out by Mel, There won't be any Bushka. There no, will be, there'll be lettuce leaves. It'll be like AFL. Lettuce leaves, a bit of jumper pulling and nothing else. They better not try anything, Mel, I'm telling you. To rugby and in who the first test for? against I the Lions. I don't even know who you think you're going for. I'm going to have a look at the odds later. Lions, the Wallabies <laughs> went down by just two points after Kirtley Beal slipped when kicking a goal, uh, well, having a shot at goal in the last minute. The big question, of course, is uh, can they bounce back this week in Melbourne? Well, I think they can't because I think that the injuries to Australia are a bit more significant than the injuries to the Lions. What, Paul the emergency ward at the Alfred is like Paul O'Connell's out for the Lions, but I think they've got some uh, backup there, although he's uh, an outstanding player. The Lions played rugby. We played on their mistakes, and that works once, but it's not going to work the second time around. O'Connor's not our number 10. We all know that, no, but uh, Robbie struggled. Deans is going to refuse to... And I applaud his decision I not do. to pick Quade Cooper. Mm. Quade Cooper hasn't apologised. He hasn't changed. So why should Robbie Deans? Robbie Deans is in charge. And that. And look, they almost won. I reckon our pack did very well. If, I reckon rucking if, and mauling, they were good. If uh, Curtly Beale had the right sprigs on his boots, they probably would have won. But they didn't. Uh, the, the atmosphere was fantastic. I've got to say, I loved being up there. What about Izzy? How's, how good is Izzy? Uh, Can Izzy. he be the greatest player in... Three well, codes now he's been professional. potentially going back to a fourth. You watch Bill Pulver now find money out of everywhere to pay for Izzy to stay in but rugby. But the salary cap restrictions? No, nah, not for the Wallabies. No, but there is for rugby league. Yeah, but... They're luring back. Yeah, but they've already... Apparently, they're already the deal's done. But mind mm. you, Izzy hasn't been all that great in, in saying, doing what he says. He's, nah, anyway, that's all past. To the AFL and Kurt Tippett finally made his long-awaited debut for Sydney in the Swans' upset loss to Port Adelaide. Now, he kicked a goal after... 45 seconds. We thought, how good is this? But then it went uh, a little pear-shaped. Well, it went pear-shaped for the side. I think uh, everyone associated with the Sydney Swans will be delighted with uh, Kurt delighted. with his uh, debut, I think, in Except the opening the 15 minutes. It's not a great it's a mark. Team, team game. They would have rather have won the game and him not play uh, well. Look, I don't think Johnny Longmire will be too worried about the loss. It's just an aberration. He won't be looking too much into it. They were in clement conditions. I know you've got to play in heavy conditions, so don't... Both teams don't throw the, I understand. Don't throw the obvious chestnut at me. But at they last led here, by four goals and got rolled by... It's a nice little Adelaide. reality check for them, but the bigger, the bigger story is Tippett. Tippett's slotted in there like a glove. I think he's not only his marking prowess, but even his general ground play and his ability to be a team-orientated player. Just fitted in like a glove in that culture, uh, the culture of the Sydney Swans. Okay, well, very, very good. You're very happy with the way that's panned out, then. I think I'm ecstatic, and if you're a Sydney Swan supporter, so would you be. I am a Sydney Swan supporter, and, and I a am very much. One. I'm a very ecstatic man. So what happens when Reed comes back? When Lewis no. Roberts Thompson comes back, <clears throat> no. and you've got Nothing two to do big with that. guys, you've got Goods up there. Are they too tall? The biggest thing, of course, when the mummy comes back, and you've got the Canadian there, and then you've got Tippett. So Longmire's big problem, can he play three talls at the same time? Mm. I think he can. OK, Essendon skipper Joe Watson has revealed uh, that he has been injected or had been injected with a banned substance, AOD 9604. Ooh. Watson said he signed the consent form after getting information from club doctor Bruce Reed. He believed it was legal, he doesn't feel guilty, but does this take this investigation to another level? Firstly, AOD 964 sounds like some nuclear... Yes, yeah, so whatever it is uh, for, for the benefit of... It's an anti-obesity well, drug. It is, exactly what it is. But it's on the ban list. Well, it's on the ban list, but obviously uh, Job said it was cleared by uh, Bruce Reed, who's 
arguably the most preeminent medico Correct. in in the uh, so you got to say at the time you got to say it was all okay, and I've got no issue. I think two things are you. It's a noble deed and a commendable thing that Job did. I think Job was touched on the shoulder and said, "Mate, tell the truth as it is," yep. and I think it's the best policy. Correct. Now I think there's distinctly an issue of naivety and ignorance in terms of the validity. But that's never worked the... with the Assad no, well, ever no. before. If you're ignorant or naive, it still doesn't make a difference. No, but I, in this but case... if he signed a consent form that's been co-signed form, by a doctor, yeah. that's not naivety. No, but then again, if it's, it's signed, it's... Well, the doctor's the overriding uh, He co-signs it, absolutely. It, well, OK. Well, in that case, he's cleared. So if the doctor... Does the doctor lose his licence? No. No. So but why the... should Joe Watson lose his licence to play football? It's, it's, OK, that's pretty cut and dry. There's a clouded issue about what's banned and what wasn't banned and the way it was interpreted, what he's interpreted. I think at the end of the day, the findings will be they've got to look for a scapegoat, but they won't. They won't lose, Eston won't lose their points, but there'll be some heavy word, uh, verbiage about it, and at the end of the day, it'll all be done and dusted and move on. That'll be so done. the same thing should happen to Cronulla, though? To the NBA, uh, yeah, similar, I don't know. Oh, to the NBA in Miami is once again NBA champions after their Game 7 win over the San Antonio Spurs. With LeBron James again being named Series MVP, the final seesawed and swung all over the place. But it surely goes down as one of the greatest finals ever. Now, Absolutely. 37 oh, no. points he scored. Yeah, but the, the issue isn't Game 7, the issue isn't LeBron, because we're not having this same conversation if the Spurs lock it down with 21 seconds left on the clock. They lead by five in Game 6 and they yeah. let... Miami shoot off two three-point bombs and then a free throw to get them to an overtime situation. It should never, ever, ever have happened. No. And there will be guys like Parker and co will have nightmares. Ginobili well, will have nightmares for the rest of his life about Game 6. Conversely, do you, where do you put LeBron James now? Is he up there with Michael Jordan? I wonder he's won two of the last three. Oh, yeah, he's certainly up there. And... and there was a couple of clutch plays. the community There was as well. a couple of clutch plays in the Heartland Game Seven where it, it could have gone either way, and it was LeBron that did it. Well, Wade, Wade a, a was also Wade was very a, good. Oh, I man, the big three were all fantastic. Three, yeah. But look, Game Six, five points up, twenty-one seconds ago. You don't lose those games if you're a serious team. Anyway, that's the headlines. Next up, ESPN's rugby guru Greg Rowden is back in the hot seat. We had the Lions uh, game on the weekend. We've got another one coming up. And we've got plenty of gossip to talk about in the world of rugby as well. All yeah, that and a lot seriously, more. Seriously, 21 yeah. seconds to go. Well, you'd have to be hiding under a rock if you didn't know about the Lions too at the moment. Uh, fabulous test series. We've got Greg Groudon along to have a look at it. It's the first time in 12 years and both teams put out a really good show last weekend in Brisbane and the Lions got away with it by two. But will it be forever remembered by that slip? No doubt, no doubt. That'll what we'll be seeing. That and the Israel Flower tries, what we remember most of that test match. What and did you think overall? I thought it was a very good test match. I think it's been a good tour. I think there's been some great games. The, the, the Reds game against the Lions was as good, but the first test, outstanding. I do, in the end, think the right team won. I think they were the more composed side. Australia had their chances, but I think their game plan was a bit iffy. The Lions did what they had to do. We probably could have, couldn't have, shouldn't have been in that position. Is that the best debut you've ever seen? Israel Folau. It's right up there. Yeah. You know, Camber had a very good one when he started. Um, Who? It's right up... You remember him? David no, Camber. No, he's just Australia's second best winger. Second, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, yeah, it's... It's, well, it's hard to think of something... Someone who made such a spectacular, you know, introduction 
in a major game. His, so, the first try, sort of, he picked it up and he had a, an yeah. easy run to the and line. Then he set it up brilliantly. But too. the second try was just pure, well, I'll say pure rugby league class because it was the fend, the step, it was the whole well, package. He put himself in a position mm. to oh, yeah. accept the ball, too. Exactly. It ignited exactly. that joint on Saturday night. I was there. It was just ridiculous, the noise. How much is he worth now? That's a big question. Well, the obvious question beckons. Can they keep him or will they keep him and how, what, to what extent well, I think will rugby league? the problem now is that rugby league could be priced out of the market because the ARU will do whatever they can to keep him because he's their big marketing tool. They haven't got much else to market behind, but he people will go and see him play. Like they used to go and see... Sailor yeah, to cool. Kieran Rogers. So the rugby league salary cap, though, that'll alter at the end of the year too. That'll, that'll be raised. Oh, well, it's never, been, hang back. On, it's yeah, never well. been an issue in the past. <laughs> but I mean, Israel will be getting a job as a doctor and a local surgeon. <laughs> exactly right. I'll, yeah, I'll look forward and to quite capable of yeah. doing the job. I think he probably job. will yeah, do it. Terrific job. He could be the most expensive player to ever play all three codes. Well, no doubt. No doubt. He's, you know, he's making a bit of money. But after doing what he did, and like there was so much pressure on him, like the Lions tried to bait him before the game, saying that he was vulnerable. Um, the sad thing was they didn't, the Wallabies didn't use him enough in the second half. Well, right? the other yeah. big question, number got, 10. No, no, who, but sorry. Before we get there, having said that, George North was outstanding also for the Lions. Yes, you know, yes. you've got to give credit to the Lions winger as much. And he, he you know, that it was just as whatever you can do, I can do as good. Mm, exactly. Now, North, we always knew, was a very good player. But Flau, we didn't know until yeah. Saturday. That was the big, big test. What and about the biggest contentious issue in rugby at the moment in Australia? Number well, it's, 10. There's no doubt. And the big the big dividing issue is whether Quade Cooper should be there or not. The point is, I think he should be, but Deans won't have him because of going way back to that toxic quote. Yeah. Well, we so, think, we okay. think uh, Robbie Deans is we well within his Robbie rights. Deans yes. for that. I agree. Well, I agree that to the extent if they had an obvious number 10 to take over. My concern was that in that well, first test, you had Guinea... Well, he hasn't got much time. If he, if they lose another one, they're out of the series, and who knows? Dean's sayonara. Yeah, I understand that, but so, but Robbie, you say that uh, Robbie Dean's needs to change his attitude. But as we've discussed elsewhere, Quade Cooper hasn't no, but changed. I think his. there's a better ten there. I think Bill is a, would be a better ten. I've got played, no problems there. Yeah. So what they've got to do now? Okay, he's not going to have Cooper because no. of the political crap. Bill going plays on. ten. Israel plays fifteen. So and O'Connor goes the winger. I'd, I'd put. O'Connor 12 is OK. I'd probably play him at 15. I'd leave a flower where he was. Why? He did what he had to do there. If you had Bill there, he'll get a lot more ball than O'Connor. Well, you've got to put someone there because we've got 1,400 injuries out of the weekend. Well, Who... but I hear everyone's back. I hear the magic sponges. Derek Barnes yeah. is out. He's not, uh, he's not well, playing. Well, I think, so... I think O'Connor's got to go, go back to fullback. You've got to be safe there. Leave Flower where he is. OK, Paul just... O'Connell for the uh, Lions is out. Uh, the Irish team... Oh, sorry, the Lions team is a little bit weakened and uh, they were exposed in a few areas, but they were solid at 9 and 10, which is where we've got to try yeah, and make very, some Yeah, very, very good. But also the point was they've got a good replacement for O'Connell. O'Connell is a big loss, but Jeff Parling, mm. the England player, is a good player. So he will come in and there'll be no problems there. But you are right. That's my concern. 9 and 10 on the Lions. No, Sexton's a good 10. Like, mm. he played the space well. Gave North good ball. That was my concern. You had this superstar, Israel Folau. We saw him score two tries. Then he got nothing else. What about the genius that's Guinea? That, that was one of the great halfback games. He's the best player in he's the world. In the oh, he's no doubt. He's no doubt the best halfback in the world. I'd love him to be the captain of this team. Hall does a good job. I think Guinea would be a better captain. On Hall, captain. was he lucky to escape? <sighs> no. Mate, what? it's a <laughs> test match. You <laughs> stick your melon down there and, and you're a game. 
like he was. The very, evidence is fairly very, compelling. The great. Well, you compelling. look at it. And you look at it, and you do winch, do you? You the do good, winch. The good news oh. is that if uh, Horwell had to go to court, then like uh, Awani, I'm just saying. Well, that would have been the rest. He would have just. He would have just. If they're critical of Paul Gallon in rugby in Origin for doing what he did, I reckon the doomsayers will be having a good look at this and using that as a tool. Well, the Lions didn't say that, but I'd imagine they'd be pretty upset about what happened there. It was. Well, I just think they set the standard. But having said that, on the crowd, um, it was an amazing um, atmosphere. But the Aussies are a little bit... We're overwhelmed or we're underwhelming and we're overwhelmed by the Well, you Lions were there, fans. Russell. Where's your pith helmet? Where's your Wallaby jersey? What do you think jersey? of the pith helmet, Russell? Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that in our next segment. Oh, okay. uh, but oh. Wallaby oh, fans, it's OK <laughs> to wear the jersey. You don't have to keep it in the in the back of your, uh, your bag. Yeah, and, and the Lions, guys, they have it on every day. But that's OK. They? Every day. That's OK. That's the way they dress over got, there. You reckon they've got two jerseys, only one? Uh, Six next weeks up, in the one Mal jersey. Meningas pub eviction, Geelong's capitulation and those pith helmets at the Wallabies-Lions game. Are they all something or nothing? Our brand-new segment coming up next. Okay, time for something or nothing. Very simple. We've got an issue and we decide uh, if it's a big issue and it's something or if it's a little one and it's nothing. It's fairly simple. First up, Mal Meninga has been or was asked to leave a pub last week after stepping behind the bar to get a drink. Getting kicked out as a result in the current climate of off-field dramas. Was this something or nothing? Absolutely a storm in a teacup. Absolutely nothing it was. You know, I mean... Why is that? Well, very, very simple. To be asked to be removed is a little bit too hard. I is agree, a, but it one... should have been nothing, but it turned out to be something because it was a back page headline oh, that they didn't need. Page. It was. Mate, it they could even, have done without it. didn't even warrant a headline. It didn't, I agree. It was it there celebrating, been, celebrating Billy Slater's should have 31st been nothing, birthday. But it turned into being something. And, and for that reason, Mal shouldn't have been fined, shouldn't have been whacked, and I think they handled it well. I think the pub handled it poorly and turned nothing into something. And the way it was phrased, kicked out. He wasn't kicked out. He just went off his own volition. No, so well, that was just overrated a nothing thing. It was a something thing. Um, <laughs> after securing the cricket TV rights again, Channel 9 is now saying they want a voice in the match scheduling and team selections because they're not happy about rotation and yada, yada, yada. So is it something or nothing? Oh, this is definitely something, I I'll agree. tell you now. This is. But I've been critical of networks for a long, long time in this country. It's the networks that have been governing our game. These are the ones game. that don't put you on air or these are the ones that do put no, you on no, air? Oh, well, I've been sacked by every network, Russell, so that's really <laughs> not no, ESPN, I'm mate. It. We haven't sacked you yet. Yeah, Stand okay. by. <laughs> oh, we, the plural, eh? Well, no, but this is certainly a big issue. And it'll be interesting to see how the authorities respond to it because the big bucks are something Sorry? that they desperately need. And I've got a point also. Oh, hang on, Sam. Uh, I think you have been sacked by someone. Have I? Yeah, I think Well, quite frankly, I couldn't give a stuff because I don't <laughs> need the job. But anyhow, if you want to keep me for whatever it is. So I frankly, agree with you. I reckon it is something no that doubt. Channel 9 should butt out. Well, they should butt out, but I, I'm still in favour. I'm not in favour of rotation. Not the selections. You should play your best sides all the time and have the best uh, opportunities. Geelong led the Brisbane Lions by 52 points on Sunday. They got run down, got beat by five with Ash McGrath kicking that match-winning goal in his 200th game. When it comes to Geelong's title aspirations, was this something or nothing? Absolutely nothing. However, Chris Scott, we're looking at it very closely and the thing to be critical of is Geelong's arrogance at times when they get ahead. Ah, they become, stop now, yes. because Geelong's arrogance when they get ahead is something. And the fact that they haven't played four quarters of any game all year is also something. And the fact that it was 52 points, points. it's something. Yeah. And with a minute left to go, 
Selwood kicked to his ruckman. They played on. Yes, we know all that. But Corey, yeah. that was just But what will something. he say to his charges? He'll say, stop this extravagant brand of football. So it's something. Play the percentages. If it was nothing, he'd just say, don't worry points. about it, boys. It's nothing. Adopt the same tactics, 52 points or two points. Okay, the gold-coloured lion-hunting pith helmets, that's P-I-T-H, yes. worn by thousands of fans at the Wallabith Lions match, were something or nothing. That was pith, as you would say. It was nothing. I believe there was something. No, it was nothing. But I'll nothing. tell you why. Look, it was nothing in the terms of it. Mate, if you're going to wear a lion hunting helmet... I'm not talking helmet. about disparagement. I'm talking about something on a positive sense. And for the first time at an Australian audience, instead of singing Walsing Matilda, up jumped the jazz hey, swag we, man, this was something that really had some no, meaning to it. they sung Walsing Matilda. That's the word about 20 minutes into the second half... They started the singing. The point I'm Walsing making. Me. It's about a bloke who stole a sheep. Yeah. It's not going to scare Ponds, That's what I mean. Irish, Welsh or Scots. The point I'm making is I'm sick and tired of our crowds being intimidated by the harker and all. At least the pith helmet was a start oh, yeah. that looked a bit more intimidating. <laughs> Have a look at the That's... bloke on screen and tell me whether he scares the pith out of you. Oh, I tell he you doesn't. what. If I saw someone like look that, him. I'd fire a flare. There I'll he is tell there. You what, he looks like a fireman. He looks like he's been in too many scrums. Looks okay, like Kevin that'll do it. Something or nothing is done. Next yeah. up, we have a cricket-themed edition of Happy Time, the big finish in our sporting bet. Best bets of the week. I and think the way I'm punting, that's how much you'll be winning and I at think... the weekend. Happy birthday this week to Kevin Peterson, the English batsman. He's 33 and just coming back from an knee injury. Will he hurt the Aussies in the Ashes if he's selected? Only if he's walking around with a bat in his hand because uh, he won't make the team. Happy anniversary to Don Bradman and the Australian team of 1930. This week, 83 years ago, they hit the highest ever test inning score at the famous Lord's Ground, 729. The Don chipped in with 254 and that might be our total for the five tests. I <laughs> just up. think the same thing. By about <laughs> four runs, he'll beat that. And happy trails to Ricky Ponting. The great man is retiring from all forms of cricket. The 2020 Champions League will be his last tournament ever in October. And it's fitting he's going out playing ah. that wonderful game of 2020. Yeah. Now for the big finish at Wimbledon. <laughs> Leighton Hewitt, I like to stir him up. Wound back the clock and knocked out 11th seed Stan Warinka in straight sets. The biggest shock, Rafa Nadal, of course, because I took the $1.01. He got beat by some niffy 7-6-7-6-6-4. Thanks for coming, Russell. Uh, what about Leighton? That was an outstanding performance. Bernard Tomic's dad, John, has had... He's banned from the ATP Tour extended until May next year. Over allegations, of course, he assaulted his son's hitting partner. Bernie, uh, understandably, not that happy about it. Yeah, but who cares? Who cares? Exactly. I mean, the old man is a lunatic and shouldn't be allowed there, and well, he headbutted that bloke and... Uh, allegedly. He, well, no, allegedly. The bloke got headbutted. Anyway, the Tour de France starts this weekend. Woohoo! That means one yeah. thing and one thing only. Every Sunday morning, like we're wearing badass people are sitting at my coffee shop and showing me their lunchbox. Please, <laughs> can't wait till it's ended. Someone's going to win. There'll probably be a couple of drug tests, and if you didn't get the drift, yes, I'm a bit of a cynic about the Tour de France. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I'll tell you what, I'm getting ready for them now. <laughs> Sporting bet, best bets of the week time. Essendon cool. over the Eagles for me. And I like the Swans to bounce back and beat Carlton. And sporting bets in Queensland are the greatest living certainties in the history of rugby league. That's about, That's it. about it. Don't forget our podcast, of course, and at Kecker Unplugged, which is his Twitter address. Follow <laughs> yeah. Sam Kekovich. I'm yeah. Russell Barwin. And as always, I'm Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, you know it makes sense. What was that you just drank? They're uh, AP406's peptide. AOD.